0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat? Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I'm finished. Is he grateful that the servant of that servant because he did what was commanded. So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Peace, stability, security, fulfillment, happiness. All these things we, and not only us who are here this morning, but everybody else out there, carries in our hearts. We desire that we long for that but we find ourselves at times in the currents or in the buffeting wave, waves of change of environments that can impact that We are here today, you're here today, I'm here today because at some point, either last night or this morning when you woke up, the Holy Spirit, that desire was stirred in your heart. It was stirred in your heart and you got your family or you came on your own or you came with friends, but you find yourself here. With the letter to timothy paul is who was once saul is encouraging timothy who is a bishop to stir it into flame stir that stir that faith into flame don't be ashamed don't be ashamed to to proclaim the good news it was not easy for them the environment where they were habakkuk in the old testament he's like Terror on all sides are worried and he's just describing what can actually happen where all of us in different ways, shapes, forms we either, we either are there or we've been there or we're gonna be there multiple times in our life. Those moments that can impact. Impact our hearts. We're doing this four week series. Starting this week, really a focus on grow with us. Grow with us as a parish. And the overarching theme is connected to the vine. And we know that Jesus, in the Last Supper, when he's trying to pour everything he had in him to prepare his apostles for the turbulence and the earth shaking impact of him going to the cross, he's trying to strengthen them. He said, I am the vine. And you are the branches. And with me, united to me, I will give you life. And you will be able to do all things. But without me, you can do nothing. He's the vine. To be connected, to connect with the vine. Let's connect with that vine as we look at the living word of God this day. Speaking to us today from the gospel Today, he's speaking to us, and our Lord says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. Mustard seed is small. It's like a grain of, of if you've ever seen, like a grain of uh, sea salt. It's teeny. I was in the Holy Land with my parents, and, and my pastor came up and he said, come here, we we're in Bethany, where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus actually lived. And he said, boop, put it in my hand, that's a mustard seed. If you have faith this size. And what does Jesus say in the living word of God today, to our hearts today? Sure, the apostles came to them, and they said, increase our faith. But we're here, I'm here, because my faith is weak. Our faith can be weak. It can be weak. and we need Lord, in, increase my faith as I walk out from here this Sunday into my Monday, into my Wednesday. And when they asked that question, our Lord said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. In another part in in the New Testament, in Mark chapter 11, he says something similar. He says, and he's speaking of mountains, he says, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt but believes, what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him, to her. I don't know about you, I know know tomorrow I'm getting in the car and I'm driving out. We have our priest retreat that we do every year out there in Maggie Valley, Valley, and I'm going to go out there and everything. And oftentimes when I'm driving in the silence of my car, I learned that from my dad. That's my time to talk to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I look up those beautiful mountains, and I love Psalm 121, verses 1 to 2. I lift my eyes to the mountains, from where shall come my help, my strength. My strength comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I, I'm looking up those mountains and say, can, "Can we level those mountains so I can drive a little quicker to Maggie Valley? Can you move that mountain, Lord? Is he is he speaking about moving mountains when he speaks this, or is he speaking meta- metaphorically in the sense of the mountain that we can at times erect in our heart? Throw that out, get that out of your heart. If your hearts are, get that out of your heart, so you can see. You can see me with eyes of faith." With faith, you will say, get out of here, and that mountain will obey you, and it will be gone. Just a thought. Let's see if we can apply that to the scripture today. Let's go back to the scripture today, and let's look at, we're going to focus on a few words here. Stay with me, okay? Stay with me on this, because this is, this, is, this is powerful here. If you have faith to of the mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, here's the part we're looking at, be uprooted and planted in the sea. Uprooted, not thrown into the sea. I mean, that makes sense to me. Throw it in the sea and then it just dies and it becomes driftwood and you can use it to build a fire on the beach or whatever. But Jesus says, no, 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 don't throw it in the sea. It'll be uprooted and planted in the sea. Let's take a look at the word planted. Let's take a look where it says, be uprooted and planted in the sea. And let's go to the Greek. Because the Greek is important, because with Greek, it's like a precision knife. It can go in, and certain Greek words were used to specify certain things. When Jesus said, this is my body, in Greek, the this that he used could reflect on three things. This is my body, okay? It could reflect on it, it could reflect on feminine, it could be reflect, reflected on masculine, male, female, it. This is my body. When you hold up bread and you say this, you're going to say it. It's bread. But when Jesus held it up to him and says, this is my body, the Greek used was this is my body, referring to him. So Greek goes, bes- we use the word this, and it can mean this. It, but Greek goes specific. So let's look at the Greek. And the Greek word is feuteutheti. Be planted that word is used 11 times in the New Testament. And when it's used, that word, fetu theti, is used when Jesus is speaking about God planting something somewhere, God blessing something somewhere, and there's a result that God's looking for. There's an outcome that God's looking for, which is fruit. We know all the different passages of the, the vineyard of the Father and going to the Father and they planted it and Jesus talking about planting and sowing seeds and planting. And they say some seed fell here and some seed fell here and planted and all this, right? You also know the scripture passage where they planted things and then at night they went to sleep and then all of a sudden the evil one came and planted some stuff and they're like, what do you do? Do you kick it all out? And he goes, no, don't wait until the harvest, right? So Jesus is talking about planted but the word planted when God didn't plant it, when God didn't plant it, the Greek word was changed. It wasn't planted by God. It wasn't blessed by God. It withered and died. It withered and died. So planted by God, blessed by God, and God over the vineyard, looking at his vineyard, desiring fruit. Let's take it a step further and go from planted, because our Lord says planted where? Where? In the sea. In the sea. I don't know about you, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. We're going to take a tree, uproot a tree, plant in the sea, which has salt, which has sand, which doesn't have the soil you need, which is going to float around. How is that going to bear fruit? How is that applied to faith? Faith rooted in Christ, in a relationship with Christ, the vine. Uprooted, uproot the mulberry bush, plant it in the sea. But the sea, for the apostles asking the question about the faith, think about it. If you're walking in their sandals, and they had sandals on, they didn't have cowboy boots, right? They had sandals. And they were walking, and they're sitting there walking along. And when Jesus is talking about the sea, they go back to that moment where they're in the boat where the sea's buffeting and they see Jesus walking on the water and in one passage he's asleep in the stern and they're thinking, the sea to them represented instability, represented insecurity at times, represented you don't know what you're going to get, danger, things you can't control, the water, all kinds of stuff, strength in the sea. And yet Jesus was saying, uproot it. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea. Think about that. We may have some here with us today who've been uprooted. Uprooted from another city or another country like the young couple that I met at the end of the last Mass. They're like, Father, they waited to say hello and they're like, Father, we're from India. We just showed up two weeks ago. They've been uprooted and planted. Our Lord's planted them here. Our Lord has blessed them here. And you, we can find ourselves, if we look at our daily life, maybe we've been uprooted. And we're planted in a new job. And we're going to go in there. And Father, if you only knew the turbulence and the waves and what's going on and how you can feel like you're sinking and all that stuff. We may be uprooted this year and taken from eighth grade into high school and we find ourselves planted in the high school or we've gone off to college and we're planted, we left the home, we left that security of the home, the stability of the home and we go and we find ourselves planted in a university and we're there and we're trying to find our way and it's like this big ocean. Jesus wants our, our faith rooted in him. So that wherever we're planted and we get taken, he's going to take us like he took Timothy, like he took Paul, like he took Habakkuk. He's going to take us and he's going to call us and he's going to pick us up and he's going to hold us and he's going to caress us and he's going to love us and he's going to plan us. He's going to plan us somewhere and he's also oftentimes going to plan us maybe where we don't think we can even swim or we can do it like Peter when he stepped from the boat. If that's you, Lord, just say it and I'll come to you. And He did. And Jesus didn't he walk to him, but when he took his eyes off Christ and he looked at the waves and the circumstance and all the stuff going around, he started to sink. Lord, save me. And Jesus saved him, brought him to the boat and said, Oh, you of little faith. Faith. Wherever we're planted, we're called to bear fruit. And the fruit that we bear will be with the help of God's grace. You see, for us, my brothers and sisters of Christ, and I put myself in the same boat, spiritual growth, to grow spiritually, right, is both in faith, to grow in the faith. We got to ask for it, increase our faith, but then also we have to put it into action. We have to acknowledge that we need to grow in faith, that we need to grow spiritually, that we need that nourishment. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. We need God to water and fertile our soil and toil our soil, but we have to open up our heart so that the seeds that he planted at our baptism, faith, hope, and love, which are gratuitous gifts from God, can grow and blossom and bear fruit, the fruit that remains. Spiritual growth Requires rolling up your sleeves and saying, "I want it," and going after it. Where am I on my spiritual growth? This isn't a wagging the finger thing. It's a deep question that's in the in our hearts. Where am I in the turbulence and the waves and the buffeting of my world? Where am I as Jesus has taken me and planted me in the sea? Where am I in? In bearing that fruit, where am I in my spiritual growth? We can actually be infants in our spiritual growth and barely walking or paralyzed in our spiritual growth due to just same old, same old. This is the way we've always done in the church. Got to mix it up, got to stir up that desire. As Paul's saying to Timothy, stir up that desire to, to have the desire to desire to grow in faith. That desire's not there. Just pray for the desire to desire to grow in faith. So, like we wake up in the morning, and we want breakfast and we want to eat and we want our Fruit Loops or whatever. I don't know what y'all eat, Captain Crunch, whatever you're Got your attention now, right? So eat it. I want to nourish myself on the word. I want to be strengthened. I want to go to that vine and draw life from it. We're trying here at St. Gabriel's, we're, we're just trying. There's many opportunities that we have here. I'm just gonna mention a few things, opportunities really impact, but a couple things that we're really, first is explore what Jesus means to us. Explore what Jesus means, well Jesus, Jesus is the word that we would get on Sunday, or Jesus, the Eucharist, yes, definitely, the source and summit of our Catholic faith, but to explore it, to explore it, we are disciples of a person, not a thing. We are a religion of a person, not a religion of a book. The catechism tells us that. Christianity is not a religion of a book. It is not. It's a following of a person who's alive and real and through the Holy Spirit calls us. And so to explore what does Jesus mean to, mean to us? What does Jesus mean to me? To study God's word. To break it open in your home. To let the Holy Spirit touch your heart, to let it be the lamp and the guide for your feet as you step into the rest of your week, but also to study it with each other. As Paul and Timothy did, they got together and they studied the word to come together as a community, to come together and to to open our hearts to the lights that the Holy Spirit may put on somebody else's mind and heart in a Bible study in your church. Build relationships to build, relationship, build a relationship with Jesus Christ, first and foremost, relationship with each other who are striving to know Jesus, to walk with Jesus. And it's a relationship that we desire to share. That takes work to build. Building is not easy. It's much easier to tear down than it is to build up. To invest and to build. Build relationships. It may have been a little awkward at the beginning of Mass. Okay, everybody stand up and say hello. Well, here's a question. It's not pointing the finger, but did you only did you only say hello to your family members or those you know? Or did you look two pews back or 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 two pews forward? That's hard. But say, hey, you're new. Are you new? And they're like, No, I've been here 30 years. You're new, right? That's okay too. But we're all new because Christ makes everything new. To build our relationships as a community that prays, strengthen marriages and families. Strengthen marriages and families. You know, I had, a, I had one family, we did a wedding yesterday, and this, this couple was there, and mentioned. we mentioned, and we need to pray for, you know, Fort Myers. We need to pray for Florida. Their lives have been uprooted. They've been planted somewhere else, but they're still called to bear fruit. And we see that when people are uprooted, and they get interviewed, and they're not pointing fingers, they're not complaining, they're being Christians, and they're saying, God, God blessed us, we're here, we got what we need, and others working and helping. And we see that, and we're moved, our hearts are moved. Yesterday in this wedding, the young lady that was there, we mentioned, just mentioned that, Fort Myers, and it was on live stream. She came up afterwards and said, Father, I didn't know you even knew that. And I said, well, I didn't. My Holy Spirit must put it on my heart. But you know, one of my friends was, went through that storm. She's supposed to be one of my bridesmaids, and it scared the living daylights out of her. She went through that, and it was the most earth-shaking, rocking thing she ever experienced. She's been uprooted. She's done this and that, and her life is just kind of really turned upside down. But mentioning, praying for Fort Myers, she was watching on live stream. Father, that did so much for her heart. That did so much for us. The Holy Spirit's going to take us, uproot us, and plant us. And he's going to call us, and the Holy Spirit's going to move for us to what? To bear fruit. Strengthen those marriages. Strengthen those families. And to feel at home. Feel at home in our parish. we got the same Heavenly Father. We're all created in the image and likeness of God. He loves us passionately to come in, and this is his house. This is our house. We belong. And he invites us into a relationship. And he's looking for a response. A response of faith. To connect to the vine.